welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. Today, I have the beautiful Dr. Jeray Von James, and her philosophy is everyday peace and She's so calming and beautiful and gorgeous, and I'm so excited to interview today. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you today. So as everybody knows, when they jump onto my podcast, the only question I ask, and then we riff after it, is what is your magical story that has brought you to where you are today? Well, I am so happy to share my magical story because I believe that you'll hear in here is that everything that shows up in our life is for a purpose. So my story that brought me here, first of all, was that I read a little book, a tiny little book of The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale when I was 17 years old. And when I read that book, it was given to me by my brother, very, very significant because he was a reader of all things um, factual. I was a romance novel kind of girl myself. <laughs> and so I graduated from high school. I was on my way to college and he gives me a gift of this tiny little book and it changed my life. Uh, it, when I read that book, I realized that whatever Norman Vincent Peale had done for me, I wanted to do for other people. And that was, he let me know, to use your terms, that I myself possessed the magic of being. The, I was the magic. I was the purpose. And I carried my gift with me no matter where I went. So no matter what the circumstances was, if I was there, I was there within my gift, gift operating in my magic. And I wanted to do that for other people. So that's how my story began uh, with that book. I went on to write my own tiny book because I fell in love with tiny books. I've written, I've written a book, Freedom is Your Birthright. Um, it's just a tiny book under 100 pages. And I have to say that I've read Norman Vincent Peale's book. I still read it. Uh, it is like a reference book to me just to reground me. It's so simplistic but yet so life affirming and it has so many jewels in it. So my story started there just by opening up to that experience and being open to what he was teaching in, um, in that book there. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And it is, it's so powerful reading a book and shifting and changing. And in high school, I was not the most ap- academic. I really didn't like school. I didn't understand it. It wasn't giving me tangible something to move towards and I wasn't, just didn't mesh with me. And I can't put books down now. Limitless by Jim Quick, um, Think and Grow Rich, like all of like the delicious books. And I just love it. I love to read and I'm, I love the freedom is your birthright. What inspired freedom is your birthright? Well, some more magical experiences. We'll just call that life, right? <laughs> because life is full of magic. But when I, I didn't really set out to write a book, I have to say that it was never really my goal to write. I never even thought about writing a book until 2015 
when my world as I knew it started to unravel. In, in the everyday piece, in my teaching, I teach people that I look at life as a pyramid with three goals, the health goal, the wealth goal, and the relationship goal. And when we accomplish that, we have this nice sturdy pyramid. Where in 2015, my pyramid started crumbling. I got diagnosed with an um, autoimmune disease. I've been married for 20 years at the time and my marriage started crumbling apart and I lost my job all in the same year, all in the same year. And um, as that was happening to me in the middle of all of this, one day I was preparing dinner for my children and I was sick and I couldn't stand up. So I had to lie on the kitchen floor in between dishes to get some energy. And as I was lying on the floor, it occurred to me that the floor was so nice and cool. The kitchen was hot. It was a hot summer day, but the floor was so cool. It was so hard. It was so sturdy. And I became just start counting my blessings. I, all my, everything I was grateful for. And I said to myself in that moment, I wish I could give this to people because here I was my health, my wealth, and my relationships. That's our pyramid and everyday peace on the external looked like they were falling apart. Here I was lying on the floor, not strong enough to finish cooking dinner, counting blessings. And I stood up, I made my dinner for me and my kids. And I thought I, someone else could use this type of, let's call it magic. Someone else could use this magic. And I want to share this with people. And that's why I started writing a book. I started writing down the things that I had used over the years that were helping me to uh, be resilient, right? Because these were definitely, you know, the, the facts of my situation were, oh my gosh, your world seems as though it's, it's, you know, dismantling. But here I was still able to thrive. And of course, I'm human. I had my emotional moments. But even through those emotional moments, I was strong enough to pick out these, this gratitude and to really hitch my wagon to these things that I was grateful for and kind of pull myself up into this journey of a standing position and be able to go forward in my life. I love that. And we're such powerful beings. And I want to touch in on the autoimmune and what you have learnt from your autoimmune because I feel that suppressed emotions create disease in the body if we're not listening and tuning into our body. And I've spoken about this before on the podcast is I thought I had inflamed intestines but I had a appendix that was very close to bursting and I end up having my appendix out however that's where I hold my stress Mm. and I didn't know that's where I held my stress in my body and so now when I do get stressed or if I'm not aware of what's happening I go oh oh I need to tune in and check in to see exactly what is going on to my body because clearly there's something that I'm missing in my in my world or suppressing it and it's showing up so that's so beautiful because you know, I tell myself and I tell my people, my clients is that the mind uses tactics and strategies to overcome things. The body is so truthful. The body does not lie, right? It, you know, you saw this, the dis-ease in the body, right? Something's out of order. The body gives us all these signals. And for me, and for many people, um, stress and the avoidance of emotions, you were talking about that a little bit, right? So that was one of my things is that I was able to, um, I, I would always say, rise above my emotions. And that, and that's nothing wrong with that, not letting your emotions carry your way. But the problem with that is the not acknowledging 
in honoring the emotion. If you do that, which I now term as shining the light of awareness on the emotion, if we acknowledge the emotion, honor the emotion, it will flow through us. But we trap it when we seek to avoid it, you know, which is, oh, I don't want to deal with it. It's trapped. It can't move anywhere. And that says that there's dis-ease, if you will, in the body. So that was one of my things. And there's just the stress, the running, the body is a machine, right? Just like our automobiles. If you run it without proper maintenance, sleep, diet, you know, um, just downtime, if you run it without giving it those things, it's bound to find itself in need of repair, right? And one of the ways it lets you know that autoimmune disease are directly linked to stress, increased stress. I've worked in healthcare, I've been a pharmacist for 31 years and autoimmune diseases are on the rise because we are just running ourselves ragged. We, you know, we, we, we are the multitaskers. We, we believe so highly in multitasking. I can tell you that's not one of my favorite things at all anymore. I think one thing in this moment makes for a healthier you, right? And better relationships and more complete task, really, if you're honest about it, right? So the body really has this way of saying, you know what, if you don't, it does these things in a loving way. I'm going to shut this down for you so that you can pay more attention to us, the body. Yeah. I love the way that you've explained that. And doing one task at a time and not multitasking, there's a power in it. There's a power behind it. And I've got a client who, before she started working with me, she was having dreams that she was running. And then she was having dreams where she'd lost her legs. So she was using her hands, so she was using her arms to crawl to get to where she was going. And it's not funny, but it was a deep-seated thing that she felt like she had to run and force and push and do all the things. She started working with me and within two weeks her business had blown up. Everything had started to shift and change because I got her back into her body. She's like, I haven't had that dream since I've started working with you. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that makes me so happy because we're living in this world that we need to be on all the time that we need to reply straight away we need to connect with a gazillion people all the time but it's in the now yeah and the the most powerful connection we can have is with self because every other connection comes from the connection with self and we until we really get that that until we honor that relationship with self Everything else will just be one task after another task. We won't really be building sustainable, whatever wealth, whatever we're trying to build. It'll all be built on an external, this being present, instead of you just having this internal relationship with self, you being present in this moment is what drives the success. You know, so that that dream is a very powerful dream. You think about this whole um, idea that we are somehow got this whole thing in our mind that we are the sum total of our busyness, right? That's, oh. We believe that, which is so untrue. We are the sum total of our busyness. And then I tell people when I, when I had my first child, my daughter, who's now 20, she'll be 21 this month, it's hard to believe, but uh, I joined a mother's group and I was just looking for some fellowship with some women. And what I quickly stopped that group because 
my first couple of meetings, I realized it was a competition as to how busy we were as mama. You know, one mother would say, oh, I only slept four hours last night. And another mom, mom would say, oh, really? I only slept three and a half. And somebody else would say, oh, I only slept two. And, you know, <laughs> this competition of how busy we could be or how, how, how we could deprive ourselves. And it was a badge of honor to deprive ourselves of the rest and the nourishment and the, and the self-care. And that's the opposite. And we believe that, oh, that's hard work. The the real work is in honoring ourselves. And that's how we produce those sustainable, great things in life by honoring self. A hundred percent. And when I had my daughter, I married a Greek. So you're really not supposed to do anything for 40 days after the baby is born and take the baby to other people's houses. Other than I think the parents, look, it was a long time ago. I can't really remember exactly but I just remember that there was a 40-day we're not supposed I'm not me and the baby weren't supposed to leave the home and people were supposed to come to us to visit us and at the time I didn't actually really get it I never went to mother's groups I never did any of that because that never really interests me listening to other people talking about what their baby's doing how they're doing it and all the things I'm like I didn't read a baby book. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen with her. She's a human. She's a little baby human and she doesn't come with a manual. (laughs) She comes as herself. Yeah. (laughs) And I just did what I felt into. And back then I didn't know any of the mindset stuff that I know today. So looking back, I'm like, oh, I kind of just listened intuitively. And I remember one day, I think Zoe was two two weeks old, and my mum said, you need to go and get your nails done. You're leaving her here. You're going to get your nails done. I had postnatal depression, which I didn't know. Looking back now, I've realised that that's what I had. Um, but, yeah, I went out and got my nails done and it was a, an interesting experience because after you've had a baby, it's like, oh, I'm missing something. <laughs> what am I missing? And as my journey has gone on, what you just said is knowing about yourself. The most powerful thing that I have learned in the last two years is understanding me more fully, understanding mm-hmm. who I am. And the more that I understand who I am, the more I can understand who you are because everything's oh. a mirror reflection. And that's how, that's, you know, our greatest gift to humanity is to be what I call to one another, each other, right? Is for you, for me to be able to share an experience with you, allow you to have your experience without shame, guilt, or condemnation. And in order to do that fully, it's just what you just said. You have, I have to understand me, myself, and I have to be there present for the evolution of me because we're dynamic beings. We're going to grow and we're going to expand and we're going to change and to be present for that and allow that not to be so rigid. You know, I refuse to change. This is how I've been for 30 some years. I say, so, oh, I, I see myself evolving. I see myself changing on that issue, you know, and it's okay. And then then we can appreciate when someone comes along and they're where we were or, or they have the rigid beliefs. That we, and we can just, we, we're so not tolerant is not even a kind enough word. We're just there for their experience and say, okay, I understand. I understand. And, and, the, and the universe is big enough for you to have that experience. Right? Oh, 100%. 100%. And that's one of the biggest things that I love to learn about now is more about me and exactly what you just said. You're able to see and have, so what I'm looking for, 
it's not connection, the compassion for that other person who's going through that moment to say, if you're ready to release and let go, I'm ready to walk next to you through the highs, the lows, the messy parts, all of it. Right. Oh, and, and you know, that's so beautiful because when we get to that place and that happens with self first, right? So often I work with clients and I talk with people on my radio program and other, other places that don't know themselves. And so you can tell because when you don't know yourself and this is not said with any shame or, but when you don't know yourself, you're very unforgiving sometimes of other people because you don't know that you have walked that you you've been that person, right? We've all been the, all these people, you've been that person in your actions. Maybe it hasn't displayed itself in the same way, but when you know yourself, you're able to look at that with such compassion, as you say, with such compassion, such empathy, knowing that they're just in that season. And given, given the space and given the right support, they'll come through that season and enter to the next season. I love that you've said seasons because I think sometimes we forget that the earth goes through seasons. We plant a seed and it grows. And it's the same with us in such a fast-paced world. The more that we slow down energetically, the faster things start to grow when we nurture it. If you have a, a seed and you plant it and you don't nurture it, it's not going to grow. It's the same with our dreams and our visions and everything that we want for us. It takes time. It takes time. And that is a beautiful an analogy that you just gave, because here's a phrase that I've been hearing my whole life. Maybe my mom told me, but inherent in this, in an oak seed is an oak tree, right? So there's this little seed, right? This tiny little seed is in the ground. And what has to happen is that you've got to plant it in the dark earth, right? So that that's a part, that's part of the cycle, right? So when we're going through something is, oh, I feel like the weight of the, show, the world is on my shoulders. That's this, just the season, hold on. A new season is coming, right? And then, you know, the seed bursts open and here come the roots, right? Pushing through the earth, right? All that is in the situation, whatever the situation that we find ourselves in right now, whether it be with our health, with our wealth or in our relationships, this is just the season necessary to birth the outcome. If we be patient with it and be loving and kind, figure out a way to practice self-care in that season, figure out a way to focus on your vision and, and whatever it is, wherever it is you want to be, but being able to do it in the now. I would say live as if right now, right? As if. And allow, allow the season to be the season. Yes, and I think it's Bob Proctor where I heard this. He talks about us as humans, we get to decide who and how we want to be. We can choose to be an oak tree one day and then we can choose to be a carrot another day. We can choose to be broccoli. And an oak tree knows it's an oak tree. The seed goes into the ground and it has the vibration of becoming an oak tree. So it sucks in all the nutrients that it needs to build an oak tree. Mm. But when we chop and change as humans from going from an oak tree to a broccoli, to a carrot, to a palm tree, the universe is like, I'm confused. I don't actually know who you are. Do you know who you are? Right. 
Isn't that so powerful? Isn't that so powerful? And so the, in, in, when you were saying that, and you know, the oak tree makes the decision, right? To be the oak tree, if it rains or if it doesn't rain, right? If it's warm weather, if it's cold, frigid weather, right? It makes, so that's how, if we purposed in our heart and on our journey that this is for me, right? Then no matter what happens, that's our that's our purpose, and and that's what it is. We stand in that, and we're flexible. We're we know that there is an ebb and flow to life. We know that, but we've purpose. This is where I'm going. The universe lines up and respects that. Okay, this is where you're going. So different things happen. You're still going there, whatever that is. With your and I like to talk in terms of my pyramid: health, wealth, and relationship. So this is where your health is going. No matter what it looks like, you stay on that pathway. You do what's necessary in your physicalness, in, you know, in your state of mind, your state of being, moving along that pathway. And the universe supports it. It's when we waver, right? When we when we're double-minded, you know, oh, I, I'm I'm this is the health goal. Oh, I'd never make it. I'll never do it. Well, what are you doing? Right? You can't talk, uh, you know, they call that talking out both sides of your mouth, right? You can't say that you believe and then talk against your belief. You can't say that you have a knowing and then talk as though you don't know, right? We can't allow the external environment to change us in that way. And so often we do that. We speak about what they, what we see with these eyes. I like to tell people, I say that it's unfortunate if I were the designer, if I could be this wise to design a human, I'd make the eyes point inward instead of externally, right? Because we look at all of the things around us and sometimes we get so scared and so um, discouraged and frustrated till we start talking against us being, if we're using the example of being the oak tree, we start talking against that. You say, no, I'm just the weed. I'm just the weed. You see it. No, you're still the oak tree. You're just still that mighty, that mighty presence. If you, if you say you are, if you act as if now. Oh my goodness. So powerful. So powerful. And it's the, the understanding of knowing who you are and listening into what your body says. Cause sometimes our mind can say something to what our body says. And I was talking to my coach yesterday and I closed my eyes. I said, can you ask me that question again? I can't remember what the question was, but it was on a scale of one to 10. And my number came up as four. But when I did it from my head space, it came up as 10. So there was a disconnect. And I was like, my head's saying that that's what I want. But my body, when I'm in it, is saying a four. Mm-hmm. So now I know I can move up the scale through my body's energy opposed to being disconnected from the head and the body. And the body does not lie, right? It gives us, and I like to do these body scans, you know, um, just starting at the soles of my feet and just, just being the observer, just being the observer, looking at where the, how do my feet feel, finding the energy as it moves. And you'll find, again, shining the light of awareness when we start looking for things in the body. And, and if I purpose something in my heart and if I have a question, I'll just watch how my body responds. Right. Not so much my mind, just my body and seeing if where the tension is. is. There any tension in with this thought? Is there any tension with this idea? And just, oh, I feel some tension, you know, in my in my shoulders. I'll just just watch that and say, OK, what is it that I need to know without 
pressuring my, my brain to get active. And that's a lot of work. It comes with practice, but it starts with me just doing these body scans, just looking from the soles of my feet, coming up my ankles, my calves. And I'm just asking, oh, is there any stress there? Is there any tension there? What's going on there? Until if I find nothing and I'm nice and relaxed, oftentimes in my life, quite honestly, I'll find some tension somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I just watch it. You know, I don't, I don't judge it. I just watch it. So, oh yeah, I feel tense there. I know the other day my, my jaw was like clenching a little bit and I was wondering, I said, what is going on with me? Why am I um, getting so tense here? Do you know, I realized that I had been working from about six in the morning. It was about 1230 or one and I had not eaten, drank or gone to the bathroom. Wow. Right. I was so busy. I'm a, and I just stopped only because I started doing my body scan. I was like, what is this tension? What, you know, and if I hadn't done that, right, that could have gone to a full, you know, what happens with all that anxiety and anger and all this kind of stuff. But because I was doing that, I said, now what, what is that? And my body reminded me, you've not done any self-care. I've been working, you know, the body's saying, I've been working for you all day. You, you dragged me out of bed at four. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> so it's just but the self-awareness and, and, and being present in this moment. Being present. This moment has so much magic in it. This oh, moment right here has so, so much magic in it. But I think our, I don't think I know that our brain gets overactivated because the brain being one of the most advanced um, machines on the planet is also still one of the most primitive machines on the planet and that it operates from this place of fear. Sometimes it, the brain wants to keep us safe. And when it can't find, when it's in a new experience or something that it deems is dangerous, it goes back to the catalog of its files. And if it can't find a remedy, it says danger, Will Robinson, don't proceed, right? You're not going to be safe. And then as we get all the stress, instead of saying, oh, I've not experienced this before. This is new. I wonder what would happen if I just showed up without expectation. I just remained open. Right? That's a better and more productive way for us to be. Yeah, and non-judgment. As soon as we stop the judgment, as soon as we stop judging ourselves and reflecting and seeing the other people that we're judging, life starts to shift and change. There was a moment in time where I cried, all the time and I was like why am I crying why am I crying why am I upset when until I hit my therapist and she said just witness it allow the tears to flow through you are like a volcano they're stuck emotion and allow them to come through you don't need to know where they're coming from or why you're crying but there's a a release that's happening and let it happen yeah isn't it such a beautiful place to be just to watch to become the observer of our life and that that right there, when you just said that, just relax, sounds so relaxing. You mean I don't have to figure out what I'm crying about? No, you don't. You just, you just have to watch. And sometimes it, and we talk about, you know, if you're with a friend and, and they're going through something and you don't know what to say, you're just there and you have this, you know, sometimes awkward silence. And for their friend, they're just so comforted by your presence, right? that you're just present, you're with them in this moment. They don't need you to say anything. They don't need you to do anything. Just to be there, showing up like that for ourselves is amazing. 
it is affirming saying that we love ourselves first and foremost. And when we present that way to ourselves, then we can give that kind of love and attention away to someone else. That is that is priceless. It is. It's so priceless. And being able to give permission. So when I've had a conversation with a client before and I said to her, you know what I want you to do? I want you to shut off from the world. No more work. No more anything. We're putting on a movie, getting yourself a glass of wine, a cup of tea, a coffee, whatever that is. Your phone is going away. And for however long the movie is, you're being present in that moment in the movie. And the... What I'm allowed to stop, I don't have to be on all the time. I'm allowed to release and let go. I'm like, yes. And the magic behind that, she works, <laughs> she came back to me, she's like, so got a new client. I went, fancy that. We've dropped all resistance. <laughs> right. Some of her best ideas are happening right there in that movie. Right? Because there's no, there's no resistance. You're fully present. You're relaxed. Your best learning happens there. Yep. So magical. Oh, my goodness. I could sit and speak to you all day. So how do people come and find you? Where do you hang out most? All the things that you've got going on. Yeah. So I got to tell you about a couple of things. First of all, I'm super excited. I just had my website redone. So please visit my website at www.dr. That's for doctor. And Drayvon is D-R-A. B as in victory, O-N-James.com. So drdravonjames.com is my new website. And if I may, I'm giving away a free course on discovering your passion. And you can email me at dravonjames at gmail.com. Put the word free in the subject and you'll get a free seven-day course on discovering your passion. So that's amazing. And then I have a weekly podcast. Every Monday I'm on the air at... Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James on Unity Online Radio Network. And if you miss any episodes, don't worry about it because we have them all on my website in the archive section. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Oh, my goodness. I could seriously sit here all day and chat with you. Go over and check it out. Go and get the free Find Your Passion documents or course. Seven days of just total bliss. Oh, my God. I love it. And you're just so divine. I've loved it. So thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. It's my pleasure. Now, thank you for doing this amazing work. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. Because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation, when you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic.